Zach is here on another sports radio podcast, as I am always. Lovely Wednesday afternoon for you folks. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Mets do something. Knicks don't. We'll talk about it right now. And I just want to start off by saying, this Nick team is a complete joke. And I've been a I've been a fan of this franchise for seven eight years now. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm fairly a young guy, and these last five years of watching this team has really 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 just been depressing. I'm watching the game last night. I'm thinking, wow, they played the Bulls. Man, maybe they can beat the Bulls. They lost them twice on the road. And the Knicks are not a road team, apparently. I said, you know what? Tomorrow, they're going to go to the Garden and they're going to beat the Bulls. You have Miami beating the Pacers. Knicks win this game. They're a game out of the eight seed. But what I watched last night, even though it was close, extremely. This was extremely disgusting to watch. You got Valentine running up easily, not not contested, hitting threes all over the place. You got this dude marketing who has got some. He's got some talent. That dude, that dude has got a bright future ahead in this NBA. But you have him running up. He's hitting threes. He's eight for fifteen from three. He had thirty-three points, ten rebounds. Dunking on everybody, dunking on Cantor, put Cantor on a poster there. You got ex Nick Robin Lopez making plays in OT, making Kyle Quinn look like he's never played basketball before. You got the Bulls shooting fifteen to thirty three from three. Every three point shot looked like it was it was contested. Was wasn't contested. I'm sorry. Every three pointer was wide open. You got the Knicks who apparently can't shoot free throws for their life except for Courtney Lee. They shot sixty one point nine percent from the free throw line. You got your franchise player, Porzingis, missing all four of his free throws. And I really thought it was going to be this time, folks. I really thought that the Knicks were going to win this game and we were going to try to turn the season around. And I, and I have done what, I, what we have all done since 2000. Ever since Ewing was gone, ever since Van Gundy was gone, the same shit that we've been doing for the past 17 years is believing in a team that does not believe back. Since 2000, after the loss of the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals, this team has been a complete joke. 13 of the 17 years since then, they've been under 500. Made the playoffs five times in a league where they're in the Eastern Shitty Conference where eight teams make the playoffs. They've won playoff series win. I've seen coaches... Like Van Gundy say, we've lost focus in the team. And I've lost focus. We have guys like Larry Brown, who have no idea how to coach a basketball team. I've seen bad contracts. Joaquin Noah, Antonia Medias. I've We've seen the disaster of Isaiah Thomas as president, and the disaster as Phil. We've seen Amari Stoudemire punch a fire extinguisher. We've seen them being swept by the Celtics. We've seen them beat the Heat once at home and feel like we've won the fucking finals. I've seen them lose to the Pacers as a two seed. We saw the team give up in 14. We saw the team give up in 15. We've seen Cheris Nix, Charles Oakley, being dragged out of the stadium. 
in an arena where it costs you $185 for a cheap seat. Joe Beningo on WFAN has talked about the Jets and say, wow, this team, this team accepts mediocrity. Well, folks, this Knicks team, this team accepts sucking cock. And there's no other way to put it. For years and years, we have trusted this team, we have liked this team, and we have thought, oh, maybe this team will somehow turn around. But it's not. This is the same old dicks. The same bullshit Knicks. The shit we've been seeing for the past couple years, Knicks. It's never going to turn around. This franchise completely sucks. We'll get back to the game in a second. We'll talk about it. Right back. Empire Sports Radio Podcast. And we're back after that very depressing, very depressing speech I had of the Knicks just a second ago. And we'll talk about the game right now, actually. Knicks did lose last night, 122-119 in overtime. As they lose to the Bulls for the third straight time. And I actually saw a a pretty cool stat about uh, when the Knicks play the Bulls this season. Every game the Knicks have played the Bulls, it has come down to the last shot. As the Knicks lose in overtime, and they've lost all three to the Bulls. Um, You know, the the Knicks got a lead in the late second and kept it into the, you know... I mean, uh, in the second, and kind of kept riding that momentum into the third. But they really kept the Bulls around. The Knicks were up by 11 at some point, 7. I mean, they really kept it around the 5-6 area, but they let the Bulls kind of stay around. And give credit to Marketing and those guys. I mean, Robin Lopez, they, they, they just kept keeping them in them. They were shooting threes a lot. And they had a good game. Uh, you know, Beasley, Beasley did play well for most of the game, but... As we've seen from this Nick team, is that they just don't show up in that final minutes of the game. You got Beasley, who had a, a fantastic game, I thought. He didn't show up in overtime. You got Kristaps Porzingis, and he's missing. He's missing uh, four, four free throws, over four on the free throw line tonight. I mean, where was he in the fourth? He had one. He had one free throw attempt. And I thought, I think, I thought the biggest play of this game was in the was in late fourth quarter. And the Knicks kind of came back from down 105-101. And they were using Jack and Beasley. By the way, Jack had a fantastic game. We'll get to him in a second. But Beasley and Jack were kind of doing their thing, and they were scoring a little bit. And and uh, Porzingis only had one field goal attempt in the whole goddamn quarter. They decided to give him the ball there. And he turns the ball over. I mean, just a disgrace play calling. I mean, the only good play call that Hornacek had throughout the whole game was that was that uh, the uh, pass ascended to double OT, where they inbounded to Jack and a pick and a, a screen, and Porzingis cut to the basket where he scored a point one seconds left. How about that? That was exciting. Man, oh man! Imagine if Porzingis didn't get it off in time, we'd be just screaming at him right now. But again, Porzingis no show in the fourth. He had ten points in overtime, but he missed two crucial threes that he was wide open on that he couldn't hit. Uh, Jerry Jack had a pregame. He had a triple double last night. He had 16 points, had rebounds, and had assists. But he made the most crucial error of the game when they were down by two in double OT. He was taking the ball up the court and he threw it over Beasley's head on a fast break. I mean, that uh, veteran, Jerry Jack, your veteran guy, he's got to know what to do there. I mean, there's really nothing else you can say to this team. They just. 
they just cannot find ways to win, especially down the stretch of the games. They have, they don't have anybody who's clutch enough, who wants to take the shot. We need to see more Przingis wanting to take a shot. I understand Beasley and Jack had a good game, but you, Przingis, you want to be, you want the keys to be handed to you in this city, the Mecca, greatest city in the world. You guys are looking for your shot. And he said it after game. I give him credit. Brzingis, no matter how bad he plays, he knows what to say after games, except for when he said he was tired the other day. He was tired at 22. That was the only bad thing I ever heard him say. But he, he gets us. He, I feel like he gets us sometimes. And he said, he's like, I got I to gotta do better. I got to find ways to score. I got to help my teammates out. And the, and the Knicks just, I mean, they just really couldn't get big stops on the of the game. You have Robin Lopez... Scoring two quick buckets to start the double OT, and from there it kind of just went downhill. They lose by three. They did have a chance at the end there because they were down by four, and Przingis hits a three. And then I think it was Markinen hit two free throws. And then Jared Jack takes it down the court, and he takes a running three like he's way off balance. They had seven seconds. That's plenty of time to get down the court. But, I mean, were you surprised? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised after. I was surprised they lost the game, but I wasn't surprised the way they they finished it, really. This team just continues to struggle. And for crying out loud, let's get a winning team on the basketball court. Nets, by the way, got fucking crushed if you didn't watch that. But if you're a Met fan, there's good news. We will talk about the Jay Bruce signing up next. Empire Sports Radio Podcast. Zach is here. And finally rising from the dead is the New York Metropolitans. They signed Jay Bruce. Bruce! To a three-year, $39 million deal. And the man who had 36 home runs, 101 RBIs last year. I think the Mets got a pretty good deal on this one. 13 a year for a guy like that, all-star caliber player, Jay Bruce. And all sources that I heard leading up to this was that he was either going to go to the Giants or the Astros. And it was so un- they said it was so unlikely that he was going to go back to the Mets. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting down watching the, the Nick game. And I get, I, get a, I get a Bleach Report message. And then the Jets, I mean, the Mets signed uh, Bruce. And as excited as I am that the Mets did something, that Swarzak wasn't the only goddamn thing they did this offseason. They got to do some. They got to do more, though. They can't sit here and be, oh, we signed Jay Bruce. Now we're set. We can make the World Series. Nah. You need to keep getting players, making trades, being creative. You need a second baseman. You need a third baseman. You need a catcher. I'm sick and tired of them thinking that Ploiecki and Darno is the answer. They ain't the answer, folks. And also I heard today that the Mets almost got uh, Kipnis. And and when you know it, they say the Mets had a deal in place for Kipnis, but people at the top said no. I wonder who that was would be. Was it Jeff or was it Will? Was it Jeff or was it Fred? Will Pond. I don't know. Kipnis would have been nice. Would have been nice. I think it, I think it did make a little sense that they did not take him just because of the money wise. For a player who did not have the best season, he was injury played last year. But goddamn, if you have a chance to get Jason Kipnis as your second baseman, you go take him. Defensively, Kipnis, 
Rosario in the middle infield, that's a nice middle infield right there. There are some players that they can be looking for for second base. Josh Harrison is a very likely and a very uh, financially good choice if you want to go get him. He's, he, his contract is only uh, $10.25 million this year. They can also go for a guy like Jose Reyes, very cheap, but I would not like I mean, I love you, Jose. I love all the time you spend as a Met, but Harrison, rather have Harrison, and Reyes is at his prime, man. He's, he's washed up, and we all know it. So it was, it was good that the, uh, that, the, that the Mets got him. They just got, got to keep going. They got a good outfield now uh, with Bruce Conforto and Cespedes. You got Lagares who can play there in center field, and you got Nimmo. So a very, a very good uh, outfield there, a lot of depth, a lot of depth. But if you can get, if you can get a guy like Mustakis, if you can get a catcher like Riamuto, if you can get a guy like Harrison, if you get like one of those guys, that can, that can help stabilize that, that uh, infield that you need so desperately. Is Dom Smith going to be a first baseman? I don't know. You can't rely on Flores. You can't rely on Cabrera. You can't rely on TJ Rivera or um, or Tachini to kind of pick it up and, and play well this season. So you need to sign another guy. The Mets need another guy. And I can't wait for season. This is a, this is a good, good signing by Bruce. I want to thank everybody for listening. To Empire Sports Radio Podcast. I'm Zach. You can follow me on New York Sports Everything or Empire Sports 3. Thank you.